street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Oh, there's Kyle. Hey, Kyle. How are you? Good to see you. Good. Can I record you? Sorry. I uh, didn't mean to not shake your hand. Why are you guys? You doing good? Ice pack. My cold, huh? Battery gets too hot. My phone is overheating and it's just shutting down. So, uh, yeah, it sucks. Maybe it'll cool off for you, huh? Yeah. We got a windy one today. Well, and there goes a hat. Um, you got a few minutes to chat? Sure. Okay. Uh, this is Kyle. He's the leader of Chi Alpha. And I've interviewed him once before. Uh, you want to yeah. just do it here? How's your wife? Oh, she's good. She's doing okay? Yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah she's doing good. You said she had some, uh... Oh, she's doing great. Yeah, I appreciate you asking. How's your family? Uh, that's funny you ask. My, my wife just twisted her knee Ooh. two days ago. But she, she, was got, she, uh, she was carrying the boys over those kid gates. She had one boy. and she, You know, I think the last time I saw you, you had a kid like climbing all over your shoulder. Yeah, so I got two wild rambunctious, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Oh. They just run around the house. So, that's a wild age. Yeah. That was, yeah, looking back, because I've got two kids uh, that are 13 and 11 now. But when they were that young, that's when... They're the most rambunctious, you know, I think. Um, I was out here a few days ago, um, just asking if anyone in your group wanted to talk. And uh, they were told, I was told that, uh, well, I asked one guy, can you talk? And he's like, well, hold on a second, let me ask. And he was like, no, I've been advised not to speak with me. Um, is there a reason, is it true? And is there a reason why that somebody doesn't want them to speak with me uh, do you remember who it was was it a, I do was it a bigger guy no I, I really don't want to identify him but it was sort of the vibe that I got from the people that day and also even today like if I ask like this morning I walked by well see this is a, a communication table for yeah. our group a registered student organization called Chi Alpha at UTSA and as a registered student organization we walk in the liberties that the university so greatly allows us and so we want to tell people about our organization tell people about our small groups and our bible studies and yeah. we want people we're absolutely up front we want people to join these organizations learn more about god become christians repent of their sins believe the gospel yeah. uh, pretty much what everyone tables right they, everyone's got an yeah, objective so whether it's uh, so this is suicide awareness and yeah, yeah. we have a sorority and so and they're all uh, advocating their their table they, for their sure. purpose and their goals. Sure, Just sure. like you have a purpose and you have a goal. And right. so we got the, so, uh, I mean, I think that you are of the mindset 
that if there were people who are seeking truth, I don't know if you would fit in that category. You seem to be uh, trying to remove truth from people's lives, from my point of view. Now, I understand that from your point of view, you believe you're doing people a great service by removing any preconceived uh, or uh, faulty basis for making moral choices and things like that. Like, uh, I remember one time we talked and you said that you just wanted people to believe the truth, which is noble, which is a noble, uh, it's a noble, uh, I don't know if that would be calling or worldview. That's a noble uh, decision to our idea to act upon that you want people to believe the truth. Yeah. But there doesn't seem to be the receptivity that comes with someone who's seeking the truth. Oh, I was just, okay. I think you know what I'm saying? I think that you, you don't think I'm a, you don't think I'm as open to changing my mind as I purport to be. Yeah, I don't think you're you're genuinely seeking the truth. I think that you, uh, this is kind of, in a sense, a, a facade. You ask spiritual questions, but you don't want spiritual answers. You see what I'm saying? You, you, I understand what you're saying. You, you're, you're deeply involved with religious topics, yeah. but you, in a sense, don't want to know God. You don't want to experience God. You just want, I think, in some ways, want to be right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, you are mistaken on that, honestly, because okay. I, I, I am searching for truth, and if that truth is your God, right. or the Hindu God, or the Muslim God, then I want to, I do want to know about it. It has been a while since we've talked and, and I thought I you know explained this, but it's, so it's been a year. If, uh, uh, if you want if you want to know God, yeah, the first step is obedience. You need to start obeying God. I need to start obeying something I don't believe in. Well, yeah, sure, why not? Why not, why not just call it a good old-fashioned empirical experiment. Why don't you just act for 60 days like a Christian? Act like it. Just pray to fake God it till as you if make you, it. No, not that. Pray to God as if He was real. Start acting like He was real. Does that really seem authentic? Well, genuine. I mean, if you sincere? really want to know, could I do the? I don't honestly believe in your heart of hearts. You think all of this came about by random chance? I don't think you really believe that. <laughs> I think your mind has made this intellectual construct, and you're making those decisions. But in your, in your mind, do you really think? The complexity of all of this happened through random chance. Could I just do that same 60-day believe in it until I believe in it for any God, Kyle? Can I do that for the Muslim sure, God? You know, well, could I do that for the Hindu God? See, I mean, I should ask you a genuine no, could, question, Anthony. But could do I? you really think all of this happened through haphazard random chance? I don't know. Okay, you don't know. So why are you trying to remove the possibility that that what I'm saying, that there's a real creator, why are you trying to remove that from people's lives? Um, if you don't know... No, I don't know. But, so, but, so but, you, but it, you don't know. Hold on a second. So you need That's to right. stop acting what, upon what you don't know. You're talking about two different things. No, I'm not. Because you're going around and you want to remove people's belief from God. Don't you? If, Let's be honest. Hold on a second. Can I answer? Yeah, go ahead. If the method that a person is using to arrive at their belief is unreliable, I want to help people discover that. Please let me finish. Okay? If somebody says, I believe because of faith, 
And I thought Jesus came to me at Breakaway last year. And I know that because of faith. If the person discovers that faith is unreliable and they lower their confidence, maybe even temporarily, that the belief is true, but go out and seek evidence to support the belief, a more reliable justification for holding it, then I'd be happy with that. If that journey leads them to discarding their God belief, I would be happy with that as well. I'm seeking ultimate truth. I, I, I just I just don't, honestly, Anthony, between me and you, I don't believe you that you're seeking ultimate truth. I believe you have an agenda. I believe you're going for likes. I believe you're going for a YouTube channel. I don't think you're genuinely looking for the God that made all of this, that made you and you, that made me. I've told I you now twice and before I had too, like, I am sincerely open to believing what you believe. But I can't just believe it for 60 days and fool myself that it's not, true. I'm not, not, not trying to tell you to fool yourself or trick yourself. I just want you to obey God. That's the bottom line. That's the whole message of the Bible Kyle, is you obey God. If, if because revelation only comes through obedience. And because you're walking in disobedience, God will not speak to you. Because it would be unwise for Him to do so. Because all He would be doing is compounding your judgment. More knowledge, more responsibility. You don't want them. You don't want it. You don't want to walk in what you already know. All creation has testified about God and His invisible attributes, and they're clearly seen. So that men are without excuse. So, but you don't want to do that. You want you want to do what you want to do. And well, I've explained to you what what I'm doing out here, and it's it's completely up to you to decide if you believe me or not. But I guess what I'm more interested in is why would you? It sounds like. Can you confirm that? Are, are you advising people not to speak with me on camera about why they hold these beliefs? Oh, sure. Some people come up to me and they go, "Hey, there's this guy. A lot of people. You're, uh, you're, you're becoming a, a well-known name among university people. People are like, "Hey, why, why is this guy coming up to with a GoPro asking us spiritual questions?" And then, you know, challenging beliefs of God. So obviously, if you're coming to me and ask me questions, because I'm the street corner Jesus is alive guy sign. Right. So that being said, I said, hey, you know, Anthony is a nice guy. He's always been cordial to me. However, he has an agenda. He wants you to not believe in God. So if you well, want my to agenda have is the truth. So if if any one of your followers, Kyle, has the truth, if you yeah. have it. Yeah. I want to know it. But if they don't have the truth, if the if the manner with which they arrived at their truth is shaky, I want to be able to shine a spotlight on that for them. So they can perhaps discover the real truth. Yeah, I, I mean, there's this appearance of, uh, of sincerity and genuineness about that. But honestly, I don't believe that that's your ultimate motivation. I think inwardly there's probably some resentment or bitterness which is causing you to act this way. Do you understand? I understand you believe that. Have Have you advised people in your group to not speak with me? Uh, if people ask me, should I talk to him while I am promoting uh, a, a registered student organization, obviously I'm going to say, hey, Anthony has an agenda. If you're at the booth, why don't you try to meet people, invite them to a Bible study, tell them about Jesus. Anthony doesn't want to know those things. Which, it's clear. You, do, you, do you want to know? You want to come to church with me on Sunday? Do you want to come to a I've Bible I've been to your study? church. Yeah, so do you, do you want to come again? 
if what you're teaching is true, I want to know about it. Because if you want to obey God, that's great. That, that'd be wonderful. If your God does exist, I want to know about it, and I'll respect Him and follow Him and do all that stuff. Obey Him. Obeying was a big part of it for you. I, I'd be careful because, you know, the book that I believe in, the God that I believe, says by, the, by your words, you will be justified, and by your own words, you will be condemned. And from my worldview and from my religion, one day you will really have to give an account for this appearance of a noble, I want people to believe the truth, I want people to understand. Like, that's all going to come back around one day. That's what I believe. Sure. Have you advised people in your group to avoid speaking to me only when they're tabling or if they just happen to see me out and about and they're going oh, to a okay. class? So if people come up to me and ask me by a case-by-case basis, uh, there's this Anthony guy, should I talk to him? I say Anthony's a nice guy. If, you, if you're at the booth, don't waste your time. That's a case-by-case -case basis. I've never made a public announcement or a group announcement or an announcement to leadership to stay away from Anthony. I didn't do that. Because you're a human being. Every person deserves the right to freely communicate. And this is America. So you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But I didn't I didn't generally speak it, but if people come up to me and ask me, hey, should I do this at the booth? That's not very wise. Because while you're at the booth, let's be talking to students who want to know who Jesus is, who've never heard the gospel. Let's give them the opportunity to hear the gospel and not uh, waste time. It would be a waste of time for them to speak to me while they're tabling? Oh, sure. See, the thing is, is we don't, as a Christian, we don't always have to pour out light, 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 light to people. Jesus didn't even do that himself. Jesus was totally okay with people walking away. Rich young ruler, Jesus gives the requirement. Sell all that you have and come, and come after me and follow me. Rich young ruler goes, can't do that. And he, and he went away. And Jesus was sad that he went away. But Jesus didn't panner after him. He's not, he, he's not a nanny-panny God. He's a king. And, uh, and, and, and we don't accept him, or we don't, you know, we don't, we don't make him Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is God, whether you believe it or not. But mark my words, one day your knee will bow. If somebody, if somebody from your group agreed, agreed to speak with me, it's America. Yeah, and they. Freedom to exercise our religion. This is a public university. They're free to do what they want. I'm not. I'm not a. Okay. I'm not a controlling. Uh, you know, that'd be weird, wouldn't it? But I, I just want people if they're gonna if they're gonna and I'm grateful that they're here and I want to teach them how to tell people about Jesus. I want to teach them how to evangelize. I want to teach them how to testify. I want to teach them how to share their. You're teaching that. I know. I, know, yeah. I get that. But if. So within teaching that, there's Pass a category of people. All right. Some people. Some people have penitent form. They, they want to know. They're interested. They're genuine seekers. Some people are completely indifferent, careless, casual. They don't, they don't want anything to do with God or the Bible or things like that. And so there's all different kinds of categories of people. Okay? And as of right now, you're in a category of a non-genuine seeker. You're right on the same line as a, as a, as a Mormon, uh, a Mormon, a missionary or a, a sheik, or someone like that. You are advocating a worldview which is not uh, indifferent or apathetic to the things of God, but is hostile against Have you ever it. seen my... The Apostle my, Paul would you, call you an enemy of the cross. Have you ever seen my, my interviews? 
Do you know that I, ju I just strictly, almost always just ask questions that I'm not telling anybody what to think? Okay. And, but your motivation? Is truth. That's what you really want? Yeah, yeah I told you yeah. that. Well, then I, I, I really believe that if your genuine motivation was truth, then you would, along with billions of people throughout history, find truth in Jesus of Nazareth. If that was true, well then right there, there's a library and there's a, the Holy Bible you can check out for free and you can learn about the life and teachings of Jesus and others and find the truth that you so desperately true, seek along with two billion other people throughout history. That would take probably a leap of faith for me to be certain that your book is true. Well, you're going directly to the source. You're going directly to the source of Christ, the scriptures themselves. Because the scriptures claim that they're the source. No, the eyewitness testimonies. You could take okay. it from a strictly historical view. Yeah. That these are eyewitness testimonies, just like there's eyewitness testimonies of, of, of Mahatma Gandhi, or there's eyewitness testimonies of Abraham Lincoln. You could take the, the Gospels as eyewitness testimonies, and if you really are genuinely seeking truth, you get an accurate picture of his life and, and, and would know. That's why you believe it. No, remember, one of multi-faceted okay, yes, reasons. But if I had a conversation with a person in your group who recognized that all the reasons why he is so sure, 100% sure that the God, your God exists, that Jesus mm -hmm. is real, every example that he was able to provide is resting on a foundation of faith. And it's not personal experience. And evidence. It's not evidence. Like, they would, they don't have evidence. Who does? Oh, I'm, just, I'm just saying that I have I had a conversation with somebody like that. So someone who has, like, maybe a one... Maybe they're new in the faith, and all they... That's what he said. Maybe they all all they have is what they, they personally right. believe. But w listen, yeah. if, if I could... You know, you, you spend hours with these people. Uh -huh. I'm asking for five or ten minutes. Yeah. Is what I'm... Are the questions that I'm asking so frightening to you that you would dissuade members of your group from speaking with me? No, but the, the epistles, the, the wisdom of the church says this, there are shepherds and there are wolves and there are newborn babies in Christ who honestly are just learning the, the, the principles of the faith. They're learning how to pray. They're learning how to read the Bible for the first time. They're learning who God is. They're learning the beauty of His character and His holiness. They're, they're, they're basically toddlers. They're walking. They're, they're, they're newborns in the faith. And, and, and it's uh, my spiritual responsibility as God has entrusted these people to me and many other uh, shepherds and overseers is to protect them and to guard them against people who would be detrimental to their walk and relationship with God. You see what I'm saying? People who are going to cast doubt and cast uh, uh, and, and cast uh, all kinds of a shadow on the person. You think doubt is a bad thing? Well, I believe doubt followed through is a wonderful thing. Doubt followed through. And if you're honest and you really search out your doubt, I don't believe God is afraid of doubt, but it's yet to be honest with it. And you can't go halfway with it. You can't just stop. You gotta go all the way. What is different than, what makes regular doubt different than doubt followed through? Oh, okay, so most people, sometimes sometimes you can have a, a, a college student and they'll be new in the faith and they'll experience doubt for the first time and they'll go, oh, and the whole world starts to unravel. And instead of going down to the real philosophical ideas, the real 
constructs of the faith. They just throw it all aside and start living for their passions, start living for their fleshly desires, start living selfishly for their own highest good with no regard to others. And so they didn't, they didn't allow doubt its work in their life to go to the foundations of the faith, to the principles that, that Jesus really is real, alive, personal, that He really will speak, and that He really will guide and correct. Those simple elementary principles of the faith uh, weren't, weren't, weren't trusted. So, I, so with people who are who are wolves, I say, hey, stay away from them. That's common sense. Is it really? Is somebody really doubting if they're unwilling to completely abandon a belief? If they if they're always going to maintain that tether with the deeply held belief, is it really is it really legitimate doubt? Well, I think doubt in its in its truest form could be described as uncertainty. An yeah. uncertainty uh, of the veracity of an event or the uh, or the, the, the a person's character. It sounds like you're saying that you're okay if somebody doubts their belief as yeah. long as they always maintain that link no, to it. No, what I'm saying is that I want them to have a, a genuine doubt which causes them to study and not causes them to keg stand. Do you understand the difference? Because most time people come into college environment, four out of five college students will not attend church after college. They come in here and they get professors, they get people like you, which completely assault their whole untested faith. And because American Christianity is so weak and doesn't e equip these young believers for every work and it doesn't bring them to spiritual maturity, that whenever they are tested, they get into this cognitive dissonance. They get into this, this uh, their life begins to fall apart. And then they begin to, to sin. They begin to act immoral and act selfishly. And then they, ha they have this horrible problem of what they believe doesn't match up with what they're doing. And so it is easier to change what you believe than change your actions. And so then four out of five of them will depart from the faith. They'll, they'll, de they'll deny the Lord. And by the end of their college, their career, they'll have GoPros and laptops and advocating the same thing that I'm hearing. Wouldn't you want somebody to test the faith? To, to poke it and prod it and examine it? To be certain that what they're believing in is true? That they've hitched their wagon to the correct God? Wouldn't you want to encourage this type of dialogue that I'm having with people? You ever heard of devil's advocate? I don't advocate for the devil. The Bible calls him one who pokes and prods, who tries to find the weak, weak link in the armor. And as my job as an overseer in the faith, I'm, 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 my responsibility is to make sure that every believer is thoroughly equipped, equipped with the armor of God, that there's no weakness. I have responsibility to do that. Are my respectful probing questions akin to a devil trying to interfere with somebody's God well, belief? You have to understand from my worldview, from my belief, the Bible says the whole world lays under the sway of the evil one. Okay? That he has really darkened and clouded people's minds so that they are, in a sense, almost unable to respond to Revelation. That people really can have a darkened and clouded mind. That their eyes can almost, in a sense, 
uh, be obscure to spiritual truth and spiritual reality, that their ears will be stuffed up, that they won't be able to, to hear the voice of God anymore, that their conscience can be hardened. All of these imageries basically speak of the ability to perceive perception. And so, yes, I believe people can, uh, can be deceived in their perceptions of the reality of God's kingdom. Absolutely. Does it alarm you that it sounds like you're saying that you view respectful probing and questions as a, as a bad thing, that it's something that I need to avoid and be wary of? Well, okay, so you have to understand, as a Christian, there is an enemy, there's a devil, there's, there's, there's demonic forces, there's all kinds of things. Remember, as a Christian, Christians believe in spiritual warfare. That people are, some people are possessed, some people are controlled by the devil, some people are influenced by the devil, and there's a whole gambit and range of that. Uh, that's classic Christianity. You understand? Mm -hmm. So, you have to understand, I believe that. Remember, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm your Bible-believing fundamentalist. Sure, sure, sure. But, sir, Street Kyle, Jesus if, if that belief isn't true... Isn't true? Yeah, hold on. Hang in with me here. If the belief isn't true in this in this philosophy that you've committed so much of your life to and your time and your family isn't true, how would you ever discover it if you weren't willing to answer some of the general respectful questions that I pose to people? Well, I'm trying to answer all your questions. I'm trying to answer every question that you ask. See, the thing is, this is a difference between someone who's an infant in the faith and someone who can earnestly contend for the faith. If they had the truth, whether they were a newbie or somebody in the belief for 30, 40 years... Oh, there's a difference between... Wouldn't it... Wouldn't uh, it why does it matter? There's a, there's a difference between... Uh, because uh, uh, an, a, a Christian who had just gotten saved doesn't have the knowledge. He's not thoroughly equipped for every good work. He's not, he's not capable, in a sense, to, to be able to withstand uh, a well-prepared, academic philosophical onslaught that has been specifically catered and designed to uproot his faith Do you understand at what age how many years in your church would somebody need before you'd be comfortable with them speaking with me and all honesty yeah, they four would years be, uh, three years a disciple years. of faith it takes about three years it takes about three years to, to bring a, a college student or just anyone into a mature, uh, vibrant, well-rounded, holistic faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in which they're able to withstand all the wiles of the devil and to be aware of his devices and understand his work. But then, yeah, about three years. If I had a conversation with somebody that has been a member of Chi Alpha for 10 years, let's say, hardcore, like they went to school here, they got you know really infatuated with it, made it their life. And we just had a few conversations and they ended up lowering their confidence in the existence of this God that you believe, this God that they believe. What would you what would you think? What would you how would your reaction be if if a, if a seasoned member would I would uh, I abandon mean, their belief? You know what I would think. You would think that I was saying that this person is 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 denying the Lord, that they're 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 forfeiting their birthright they're 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 pushing aside the truth yeah. and they're walking in disobedience and so what would might be my response to them what would i say the same thing that i'm saying to you obey god it's time to obey god that's the entire message of the bible obey
Tampa Bay. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Let's talk some more. Street epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.